0: then you've come to the right place. There are so many exciting opportunities in this dynamic sector, and I'm looking forward to pulling back the curtain and sharing them with you. Hello, and welcome back to the Commercial Property Investor Podcast. And I'm your host, Jerry Alexander. This show is designed to give you the education, information and confidence to develop a commercial property portfolio. Now, we can't give you everything you need to know on this podcast, but hopefully we'll give you enough inspiration to work out the pieces of the puzzle for yourself so you can invest in this great asset class. My aim is to help private investors, just like me really, see through the fog and understand how this market actually works. I believe that part of my job is sharing with you what we're seeing in the marketplace, on a regular basis. Yeah we can go into tactics and details and tips and different parts of the industry but I need to keep giving you an update of what's actually going on on the ground and at the moment I'm aiming to give you a market update each month and in these bonus episodes I'll share what's happening with our own stock and with some of our bigger commercial property network of course including some of our students I work with. But it is important to understand though that we are not a huge national or multinational company with millions of square feet of space in multiple sectors and global locations. However, we do know our sector pretty well and I'll try to make sure I'm not biased towards one way of suggesting the market is operating or another. It's so diverse that you always have some sectors working incredibly well and other parts of the market are struggling. There's so many factors that affect demand and supply for that matter, but I think the biggest factor for private investors is actually around local microclimatic conditions and not necessarily the macroeconomic situation. I appreciate that some of the national guidelines and some of the national grants or business support or whatever that's going on may filter down to you, but in terms of making decisions about investments, local conditions mostly trump national economic conditions. So I'm going to cover a few things to give you an update of where we're at and what we've experienced over the last four weeks or so, since my last update. Firstly, I'm not going to talk much or speculate about the news headlines, the demise of retail or hospitality or the crash and burn of office space. And as I've mentioned before, we do run a restaurant on one of our sites and it's been very challenging. But with my other hat on, we are in the business of providing space. So you have to work out what your spaces can be used for. And with trends and COVID, when it passes, which it will, what will the demand be like post-COVID and what will the trends be seeking out? That's what our job is, is to work out how people are going to use space. So if you can find redundant space, how can you reinvigorate it and make it suitable for the new trends? The big thing I wanted to cover, though, was the noise around office space. And it would appear that we're all going to be working from home forever and the office is dead. But before you throw the baby out with the bathwater, let's just think that through. Large corporates are looking at reducing their floor plate requirements and are asking more employees to work from home on a longer term basis. Some have asked employees to work from home until June next year. We've heard some customers say that, but they haven't said what they will do after June. I suspect it will be more flexible, which will allow them to downsize their overall space requirement, but they'll still require office space. Some of it might be more regional or provided by flexible space operators, like us, so the corporates can have flexibility, which really does play into our hands. But that's the large corporates and what they're doing but there are millions of small businesses that are still going to need space to grow their teams. Some businesses will be able to work from home, but others simply won't. They need to have that team spirit. They need to be able to get bodies around a table or in a meeting room to be able to develop ideas and to have that innovation that comes from people being together. Now, on the downside, it has been harder to get money for um, sites or developments, I appreciate that. But businesses, government agencies, care sectors, tradespeople they all need space. Demand is not dried up. In times like these, you get lots of churn, maybe, maybe more than normal. So if you buy some empty space at the right price, then you will get viewings and lettings if you can compete on price. So it's about that buying price, isn't it? Think about it. If businesses are going to be on the move, which they are, then what a time to buy cheaper vacant space and find a customer. Now on social media, I've watched how some people say with absolute authority that office space is dead and everyone is going to be working from home and how we should all avoid investing in this sector and of course, how brilliant they are for not doing so. But mark my words, businesses will still need office space. This is a huge, multi-billion pound industry. Prices might need to change, or the type of offer may need to change. Maybe the location might change a bit from city centres to some smaller regional spaces, but businesses will still need space. And this whole thing, too, shall pass. In fact, let me read to you a couple of paragraphs from the Savills Regional Office Market Report that they issued in September. And I quote... During the global financial crisis, there was over 20 million square foot of office supply in the UK regions, equating to a significant oversupply. So that's talking about back in 2008, 9 when the proverbial hit the fan and the global financial crisis unfurled. Reading on. Today, the situation is very different, as there is an undersupply of office space. In 2009, the regional vacancy rate was 18%, and currently it is just 10%. It looks, therefore, as though rents in the regional office markets are less exposed to downward pressure arising from the current economic climate. And they go on. Currently, there is a total available office supply of 11.3 million square feet in the UK regions, reflecting a 17% decrease since the end of 2019. However, of that... Just over 3 million square feet is grade A office space, reflecting a 4% decrease since the end of 2019. When this is compared to average annual take-up levels, this reflects only enough supply to meet the demand for 11 months of take-up, reflecting a severe undersupply of grade A office space. In some markets, the situation is more acute than others, and then they, they name some locations here they say Birmingham Bristol Glasgow and Leeds all have less than 6 months of grade A supply available demonstrating a critical need for speculative office development in these markets to keep up with the average demand so i picked that up and i wanted to read it to you because that is one particular opinion of a particular sector within the market, but it's very interesting, isn't it? When you compare it with 2009, there is less space available, certainly in certain locations, but we're talking about office space and we're talking about grade A. Now the article that's in the Financial Times that you might have just read that says, you know, offices are all empty, leases are being given up, City of London's going to be completely empty, pret is going to go bust because nobody's, in the office and they're not buying coffees at breakfast and lunch and everything else, it gives you another set of parameters to wonder about what's going on. What Savile's report says sounds great, but not everyone is in the market of grade A office space or even in regional locations for that point. But my point is that the opinion and findings of others will help. But your safest hedge is to really understand the target markets, demographics and supply and demand of where you are trying to invest. So just bear that in mind. You'll find articles that are positive or negative. Just try and keep a balanced view. Now, in terms of the whole office thing, right, this is my viewpoint, right? People are social animals. Phones and tech are great, but they're not the same as meeting someone face to face. There is so much more to a conversation, isn't there, than just what someone is saying. So, for instance, here I am talking to you on the podcast, but you can't see my body language. You can't see the tiny facial expressions and what's going on around the periphery. Eyeballs are really important, aren't they? So, if you are having a discussion with somebody or a negotiation with somebody, you need to try and build up trust. And trust is a huge amount to do with eye contact or, indeed, the lack of it. And that's very difficult if you're on Zoom. So, that's my opinion. I don't think officers are dead at all. But, I hear you say, Jerry, where's the evidence of your point of view? Because we're at the coalface day in, day out, I can give you an update from the trenches. So, here's a few things that have happened in the last four weeks, in no particular order. We've had some recent viewings for some pretty large lettings that they would equate to £40,000 plus a year of additional income. And they have been um, quite interesting to do. They they were for amalgamations of offices. In other words, the companies were downsizing, or as I like to say, sidestepping. They weren't necessarily decreasing the size of space they had. They were just trying to bring it together into one location under a slightly more flexible offering. And these organizations were definitely focused on this change. It wasn't just tire kicking. They're going to do it. So, you know, that, that, those are quite big lettings. But on the other side, and we haven't made those lettings yet, but fingers crossed. On the other side, we've let space for £35 a month. We do memberships that give people access to a shared space. It's £35 plus fat a month. I mean, it's peanuts. But we've let, or I say let, we've sold a few of those memberships over the last few weeks because people are looking to try and meet other human beings out there. Another factor or another thing that's going on is our storage facilities are remaining 100% occupied. So that's good and inquiries are still coming in. So there's a waiting list there. Some of our locations have seen a change of the client base over the past six to nine months. So that's not just the last month. As some customers have struggled with the pandemic and others have come in and taken that space. So some have left, they've maybe, they got hit hard with it or they need to downsize or go home or whatever, but there are others that are doing well. And they've taken over those spaces. And in general, all of our locations are fairly well occupied. We have lost three larger customers over that time. And it will take us time to remodel those spaces and get them relet. But that has begun to happen with a few viewings taking place and a letting confirmed for one of those spaces just this week. But that's one of those situations where you have customers that grow with you and and it's exciting when they grow they, they take another space they take a, maybe some industrial storage or whatever it is and they're growing but at some point either a they become so successful they move out or b they move out because when i say they move out they, they go and buy their own place or b they get bought over by somebody else and then circumstances change and you get these big tranches back so it's great letting lots of spaces to one customer, but of course eventually you will get that space back and then you've got to, you know, do the work to, to make it work for newer customers. But anyway, we lost three, which is a bit of a pain, but those spaces are getting remodeled as we speak and re relaxings are starting to happen. So that's probably the biggest sting, I guess, from the pandemic. But in general, inquiry levels are slightly down, but they're still coming in and customers are committing. So the volume may be less, but it's definitely not at a standstill. And if this is possibly the turning point where we may start coming out the other side of the, of the COVID thing, then really, actually, it's been pretty surprising how resilient the market has been. And as I mentioned at the start, we don't cover the whole of the country, but we do have a range of space to offer and lettings have ha- held up well in storage, warehousing, the small office spaces, and some of the larger office requirements for downsizing or sidestepping, as I just mentioned. We don't hold any retail this time, but a space is a space. And I'll be looking at those too to see what we can do and what we can, how we can re-engineer those spaces when opportunities come up. So the smaller inquiries for individuals and one-person businesses are still coming in. People want to see other people, even if they have to remain socially distant. At least they can talk to another human being face-to-face, albeit two-metre spacing. <laughs> but that's just one of those things about human beings. They're social and people want to talk to others. There have been a number of one-person lettings or short-term agreements due to travel restrictions, so, so I'm not naive to think they'll be staying with us long-term. Some of them are on two or three or four-month periods, but I'm pretty sure some of them will stay because their work habits have been broken. I can't remember how long it is they say you need to work on something. Maybe it might be 90 days to change a habit. Well, we're well past 90 days now. So I think some of these people will stay with us in the longer term. And interestingly, the top floor our latest development was split down into nine separate private spaces. So just pre-COVID, we'd already decided we're not going to let this to one customer, we haven't found one customer, it's on the sixth floor. floors, a lot of flight stairs, let's rethink this, we're going to have to develop this space now because we'd finished pretty much the rest of it. So we divided it up into nine separate private spaces, it's not a huge floor, it's about 2, 000, two, two and 2,500 square feet or something like that. And we subdivided it into nine private spaces and in the centre of it we've got a small fixed-esque co-work area, that also allows all the other offices to open onto that space, so it's a very social space. But interestingly, now it's full, so that was not did not become available until I think it was July, and now it's full, and it's filled with small businesses, students, a number of corporate employees who can't travel due to restrictions, and they're using regional space, and some startups. But it's a real mix. It is a real mix that's in there. So, I don't want to come across all rose-tinted glasses by saying everything is fine. Clearly, for some, it's been a real struggle. But if you're just getting started in commercial property right now, or plan to buy some space next year, then it really could be one of the best times to do so. Disruption will lead to lots of noise from commentators, as we've discussed, but also lots of opportunities for those willing to roll up their sleeves and look under the cover. So listen to what's been said, but don't be persuaded by the loudest voice, even if it's maybe mine. Just take a measured approach. Do some research. Find out what's really happening in your area. Hopefully what we've discussed will give you an idea of some of the things that are happening for us and what might happen for you, depending on what type of space you're going for. It's a snippet, isn't it, of what we're experiencing on the ground and where opportunities might be for you. And one last thing. This time of year is traditionally when we see an upturn in inquiries for people wanting new offices for the new year. It used to be the increase in inquiries was during January, so I don't know, people would make decisions, wouldn't they, over new year, and they'd think, right, I'm going to start my own business, or I'm going to move, or whatever it is, or grow the company. But over recent years, it's actually moved increasingly to December, so we've seen that upsurge in inquiry levels for people wanting to get started early in the new year so I'm really looking forward to seeing how that goes this month and the start of next month and I'll update you when we get into the new year and we do our first update on how that turns out so that's really it for me on the market update I hope that helps you have a great month and make it count